Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, episode number 36, Fake Your Mother-in-Law's Death and Book a Metal Band. Now, a good chunk of you know that I do a lot of music for television and sync licensing. And the question that I get asked the most, what's a syncable song? How do you create something that fits a scene perfectly that has yet to be written, has yet to be cast? So my good friend Heather Evans and I, we sat down and we did a mini course called Made for TV. In this mini course, we walk through the song that we co-wrote together, Flame in the Night. And I walk you through the production as well, why I did what I did. I demystify this process and explain to you why this works. So these are things that you can keep in mind when you start comprising your own songs for television. All you have to do is go to songrangforguitar.com, scroll all the way down, and you will see Made for TV mini course that you can jump in right now and start learning how to do this from home. Now, I want to focus on this episode about disappointments. This is a big part of songwriting. This is a big part of the craft. And sometimes these can be uncomfortable conversations. But what I want you to think about is they end up being really funny conversations. In the moment, it seems devastating. It seems life-altering. It seems like there's no way that you can recover. And I've heard stories from clients, students talk about the pain that they're feeling, uh, that really just like this tormented psyche, that it's the worst thing that has ever happened and there's no way that they'll ever recover. And here's the thing, in the moment, I don't want to downplay the seriousness. Yes, it can be a little shaking sometimes. Uh, a person, maybe a co-writer that we've had for a while, ends up no longer writing with us. We have a song that we thought was going to do so much and does nothing in tanks. We form a band and we think it's gonna be the best thing ever. And then suddenly six months later, you're thinking we need to end this. This is not good. And you're wondering where's your next creative outlet. So I wanted to share one really bizarre story about disappointment that I experienced with my band on one of our very first tours. Now the year is 2009. Of course, MySpace is at the height of its <laughs> usefulness in social media and we use that to book our very very first tour as a band and when i mean our first tour this was a legitimate tour to us we had at least two and a half weeks booked great venues we were doing the vans warp tour as well in our hometown we got to be a part of the catering back there and food was provided there was a hotel or two that was bought for us so it was it was legitimate shit to us and we were so excited there was one date in particular that we booked on this tour so it was throughout the east coast midwest and it was johnson city tennessee which already it's like really is that a place that you need to visit? We were open to just playing anywhere and everywhere. And there was an all-ages venue, and it was brand new. We communicated with them via MySpace. We were able to set up our guarantee, get that in writing. And we were able to spot one thing that he didn't mention, and we were able to clarify. Because sometimes venues will take a percentage of the merch sales. We were like, do you take a percentage? He was like, yes. And we were like, we want to keep 100%. And he was like, I don't normally do that, but that's totally fine. Now, that should have been a red flag to us because he wasn't upfront with that. But we didn't really think about that part. We were just so excited and gung-ho to get on this tour. And so it was just to us the most amazing thing ever. Now, about midway through this tour, we got a message via MySpace from the owner of this venue. The uh, owner saying, 
his mother-in-law had died. And unfortunately, the show can't happen. He's really sorry and wishes us the best on the tour. Now, immediately we responded saying, we're so sorry to hear that. We completely understand, you know, families first. And that ended. And maybe a little bit afterwards, we were like, I wonder if other people could run the venue. You know, I wonder if it's just him, but could some other folks run it as well? We understand he can't be there. And so I had the guy's number and I called him up. And he answered, and it was the venue, and he was like, hi, and da-da-da, venue, very cheery and chipper, and I was like, hi, this is, insert band, um, you know, we're so sorry to hear about uh, your wife's mother passing away, is there any way that someone else could run it? And he was like, well, let me get back to you and see what I can do. Ba-ba-ba-ba. And then, <laughs> we were, again, dating ourselves, looking on MySpace, and our tour poster was taken down and replaced with the most uh you know at the time we were a bunch of skinny dudes in very tight skinny jeans with long hair and very seen emo looking haircuts <laughs> we were replaced with the most badass fucking overjacked dudes with beards and long hair and we were just like holy shit this guy just lied to get this metal band to replace us. So not only could he not tell us that I don't think this is going to work, we he had to think of this over-elaborate explanation, and a date was canceled. And off days for a band is not great when you're brand new on tour because you kind of depend on a little bit of that guarantee to keep on going. And it was insane. And the scenario, we were mad, we were angry, and I want to call him. But here's the thing. Does it matter now? No, it doesn't matter now. <laughs> right now, I'm telling you this story because it's really funny. Most likely, that venue does not exist anymore. And it probably, you know, closed down somewhere in like 2011. You know, it doesn't matter and there are some things that we're carrying around with us creatively that we think matter. And we're carrying around the creative disappointments. We're choosing to live into that. We're constantly trying to validate why we need to hold on to this misery baggage that we have instead of just letting it go. Until we let it go, we're never going to move on to the next interesting thing. The thing that could actually end up being really good and successful. The thing that could actually propel us to do what we need to do. And if you're listening to this, you've probably felt this creative dip in your songwriting and in your playing continuously. Because guess what? That's never ending. That's not going to change. There's nothing there <laughs> that is going to be different. Yes, you'll have moments that will be huge, life-altering, life-changing, and then you'll have moments that are completely devastating. It's up to you to choose how you're going to view it. Is it going to be the thing that you're bitter, you're angry, and you hold on to? Because guess what? Most people like that don't get fucking far. Or are you going to choose to let it go, eventually allow it to be a hilarious story, and move on to the next thing? And that does it for this week's episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening. And shout out to Tom from MySpace. <laughs>